0: you're listening to the Dietitian Connection Student Podcast. This podcast gives you a range of tips and tools to kickstart your career in dietetics. We delve into the experiences of student dietitians and hear from the most influential and successful dietitians in the profession. This podcast will inspire you, it will challenge you and it will empower you to become a nutrition leader and realise your dreams. Hello to all of our listeners. Welcome to another great episode of the Dietitian Connection Student Podcast. I'm your host, Kate Agnew, and I'm a student dietitian at the University of Queensland. So, today we've asked Rachel Ben David to come on the show. So, Rachel is a fourth year nutrition and dietetics student at Monash University in Melbourne, Australia. She's the founder and director of a student run, not for profit organisation called The Nutrition Press. And within this role, Rachel manages a team of almost 25 volunteers and oversees all activities at the Nutrition Press, including events, articles and social media. Welcome to the show, Rachel. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. First of all, I'm thrilled to have you on the show. It seems like you're incredibly passionate about sharing your nutrition knowledge with the student dietitian community and, in addition, enhancing your own knowledge. And you're also very immersed in all things nutrition, which is (laughs) so awesome. Yeah, it's great. So, first up, tell us about the Nutrition Press. What does it offer, and what are the aims of the Nutrition Press? So, the Nutrition
1: Press is an organization which I started um, that aims to provide good quality evidence based information. Produced by nutrition students for nutrition students. So everything's published via our website, which is www.thenutritionpress.com, um, and then extended through our social media pages on Facebook and Twitter and our monthly email newsletter. Just to give you guys some stats, um, The Nutrition Press reaches about 5,000 monthly readers and almost 50,000 people via social media each month. That's amazing. <laughs> I know it's so exciting Um, and we also have team members from every state in Australia except the Northern Territory and two authors from overseas um, including Vietnam and Ireland which is pretty exciting. So uh, currently we have a team of about 25 students who all volunteer their time and are involved in a range of roles including management, editing, writing and social media. And really, what we aim to do is provide an easily accessible online research uh, resource to nutrition and dietetic students from Australia and around the world. Another little exciting stat that I looked up yesterday—exciting stat, sorry—that I looked up yesterday was that we reach students in thirty different countries. Wow, which is, yeah, it's a good reach. Um, and yeah, what we like to do is also provide credible scientific information. So all our articles are evidence-based. And we really want to provide opportunities for nutrition and dietetics students to further their knowledge and experience within the nutrition world.
0: That's great. So as director of the Nutrition Press, what do your daily or weekly activities involve? So as director, really, I oversee everything that's happening at the Nutrition
1: Press, and I read lots of emails. Um, But first and foremost, I am a student. So I study full time, I have part time jobs, and the Nutrition Press is really something that. I do on top of all that and squeeze into my spare time. So
0: so that leads me to my um, next point. You seem to juggle a number of roles. You must have some pretty amazing systems in place. Do you have any tips or advice for other student dietitians regarding staying on top of study load and practical work as well as these sort of extra um, activities?
1: I know everybody says it, but time management is so important Um, and figuring out just what works for you. So I know personally the less time I have, the harder I work and the better the outcomes, but this is really just works. That's what works for me. So, yeah, identifying your study style or the methods that work for you or the best time to study is really important uh also it's really cliche but getting on top of work early so not leaving things to the last minute because this will probably stress you out and you won't get the best marks that you can um I know for me it also allows time for proofreading which is really important and rewriting and producing drafts which also produce a better outcome uh something else I like to do is um schedule time out so whether this be putting a gym session in my calendar or going to a movie it's just so important. Otherwise I know I would burn out really quickly.
0: Thanks so much, Rachel. That's really awesome. And it's good to hear it coming from other student dietitians and those who are inspirational and also involved in a fair bit of work. Cause, um, I have heard that Previously, but it's really awesome to hear that it's working for you. I think we can all learn from you. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks. So, uh, tell us about your various volunteer roles that you've held. Um, For example, Nutrition Australia, the Kitchen Garden Project, and do you think this has or will assist you with your future career? I think it's really
1: important to volunteer as it gives you insights into different aspects of the of the profession, but. I think it's so important to make sure that you're having fun and getting something out of it. The reason I started the Nutrition Press was because I'd taken part in a number of volunteer opportunities um, that really didn't provide a great learning experience or opportunity for me, not the ones that were listed above. They were pretty good. But uh, I found that these positions weren't doing the jobs. Uh, I, I was ended up doing the jobs that no one else really wanted to do, and it wasn't really teaching me much about nutrition or I wasn't really learning. I've also seen instances, and it's actually happened to me, where students write a fantastic article which is getting published on Dietitian's blog, or someone even mentioned the other day that their article was getting published on the HuffPost, but they don't get credit for it. It gets written under someone else's name, and I, I just don't see how this is fair. So at the Nutrition Press, I wanted to make sure that everybody got credit for their work. Um, all our authors are recognized and our editors. And then they actually have something that they can take to their future employees and show them what they've done and it can be recognized as their own work.
0: That's really awesome, Rachel, and um, a really genius idea um, to, I suppose, also give, get, let people get their name out there and... Um, and- spread their ideas in a way and 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 their hard work yeah I I just believe that's so important I think most
1: students or at least all the ones we have involved in the nutrition press are really hard working and it's so important for them to be recognized for that
0: yeah yeah No, as you said it sounds like you have a really awesome team behind you there I definitely
1: do give credit to them
0: so Just backtracking, you're the founder of the Nutrition Press, um, as you mentioned earlier, and I believe you received a small grant from Monash University to fund this initiative. So could you tell us how you originally obtained this and also what does it mean for your work?
1: Yeah, so I received a grant in uh, around September 2014 from Monash as part of a fantastic program called Better Teaching, Better Learning uh, through the Office of the Vice Provost and this aimed to provide students with some way to benefit their teaching and learning outside of the classroom. So I saw this on the Monash uh, student portal and what I did is I had to write up a proposal, which I then a grant proposal which I then submitted to the department and then had to keep them updated on how it was going. The grant was for a 12-month project. Um, As part of this, I had to, I got a budget, which I had to stick to. And this allowed me to get the nutrition press off the ground uh, in terms of costs. So in terms of our web hosting and our web design, um, our setup and other things like equipment. So the camera we use for our food photography and it's been fantastic because that money has really allowed us to succeed and um, has benefited us over the last year and a half it was also great because it got me recognised um, at both the university and department level. So I think after I told the department, everybody knew my name, which was great. Um, but it was also the Nutrition Press has been such a fantastic learning experience. And without this grant, um, it probably wouldn't have happened to the extent that it has.
0: Yeah. Um, so... What tips or advice do you have for other student dietitians who want to get more involved in extra activities or start something up like what you've done?
1: I would say go for it. There are so many benefits of doing activities outside of the classroom, whether they be nutrition-related or not. So if you're at uni, go join a few clubs and societies, make some new friends, make some new network, get involved in opportunities that you wouldn't have otherwise or leadership opportunities. There are so many things out there for you to do and if it's something that you're interested in I would definitely say put up your hand and do it volunteering is also another way that I think is great to get involved in the community I think though it is important to choose your volunteer opportunities wisely and make sure you know your rights as a volunteer it's also important three things that I like to think about when I'm considering a volunteer opportunity is making sure I'm either going to have fun I'm going to learn something or do something that benefits the community, or I'm gaining uh, relevant experience to the profession. I don't like to do things just for the sake of doing it. Um, If your heart's not in it, then you probably won't be having a good time and you probably won't be working at your best. I also think it's really important to not do something if it doesn't feel right. So if you feel like you're being exploited or doing something that you should be being paid to do, or Doing something that someone else's else is getting paid for, and you're doing all the work, or it's having no benefits to you as a student in terms of learning or mentoring, then it's probably not worth it. But use your judgment, think about it, and see what you think is right. Uh, something else I like to encourage people to do is start a blog or get online or get a Facebook page, one of those kind of things. I mean, there are so many fantastic nutrition blogs out there, and of course, so many ones that aren't very good. Um, but I think all students have the right to express their opinions and put information out there that they know as nutrition and dietetic students is credible and is right. It's not some pseudoscience mumbo jumbo, but it is a lot of work. So make sure before you get online, you do consider what's going to be involved. I mean, for the nutrition press, we planned for six months before we started the website. Wow. Okay. So yeah, yeah, there's a lot of work that goes into it behind the scenes and make sure you know what you want to post and your aims and who your target audience is going to be and make sure you're going to post consistently. It's not going to be a kind of sporadic thing. Um, or if you are interested in getting involved in more opportunities, there's a fantastic website called the nutrition press. (laughs) Um, we're always looking for new team members and new people to join the team. So if you're interested, shoot me an article, uh, shoot me an email with a copy of your resume and a sample article or apply during our application periods. And we'd love to hear from you.
0: Excellent. So do you guys usually advertise when those application periods are on? We do. We advertise that through our social media
1: and in uh, newsletter and also on our website. Uh, we just had an application period that closed uh, yesterday, so at the end of February, and we try to
0: keep our applications periods regular, whether in February and August. Awesome. Thanks, Rachel. And to be honest, when I first saw the Nutrition Press, I actually thought that it was a website started by a business. And then I realized it was students running it. And <laughs> I was thinking, whoa. <laughs>
1: Thank you. That's, that's really kind.
0: Yeah. You guys do a really fantastic job. And the fact that it's evidence-based and you guys, um, are all students and obviously putting the skills that you learn at uni into practice is even, I guess, even more amazing because you guys have a lot of different talents going on within your team. And, um, it seems like everyone brings a, a little bit of different skills to the table,
1: Yeah, I mean, we have such an amazing and diverse group of people in the team as the nutrition press. Um, I mean, everybody's a student, but we have a range of students who are second year of their degree and 19 years old to uh, older people who have kids or who have kids who have grown up and moved out of home. And everybody just brings a new perspective, which I think is really interesting and is great for our articles.
0: Excellent. So um, I'm itching to hear about what your future career aspirations are. So, I mean, in the final
1: year of my degree, I think like most students, I would love to get any job at this stage. Um, But I think from what I've learned over the past few years, I'd love to work in a hands on environment where I get to work directly with people or patients or clients, Uh, something really hands on. I do have a bit of an interest in the pediatrics and nutrition education, and I think these could be areas that I would like to work in down the track. Um, but at this stage, I really can't wait to finish my degree and get stuck into things.
0: Okay, Yeah. Excellent. So are you thinking private practice, clinical dietetics, something along that, those lines?
1: Yeah, I'm thinking um, clinical. Ideally, I'd love to work in a hospital um, and really get some great experience. And then maybe one day or at some stage, uh, work in a private practice or open one of my
0: own. Excellent. This year should go by pretty fast, I imagine. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like it's going to be pretty busy. Yeah. So, are there any lessons you've learned since starting your degree in nutrition and dietetics, whether this be from university or from doing these extra activities that we've discussed?
1: So, I think it's really important to take every opportunity you get. So, for example, I did a summer research scholarship one year, and although it was a great learning experience and I learned heaps about how research works, I realized that it's probably not what I want to do at this stage of my career. I think adding on to this, it's also important to go out on a limb a little bit. I did this with the nutrition press. I mean, I had no experience in websites or writing online, and so far it's turned out really well for me. Uh, Again, with the nutrition press, as I said, I had no idea how to do things. I had no idea how to run a team or build a website, and I've just learned as I've gone Um, I have had some fantastic people who've helped me out the way and provided great advice. And I think it's important to go out and seek these people or even go to Google who always has the answers to all my questions Mm -hmm. and just don't be afraid to ask. And these are people who you can learn from and who've had the experience and can provide great advice. Uh, As I've mentioned earlier, volunteer opportunities can be a great way to learn new things or to meet new people. But as I've said, do things that you enjoy. Uh, Make the most of your time at uni. Join a club, join a sports team, meet as many people as you can. It's, It's a fun period where you have four months holidays a year and you can really do lots of things. And finally, the dietetics world is a small one. I mean, it's growing, but it's still relatively small. So try and make a name for yourself. Get yourself out there a little bit, but make sure that it's a good one. Uh, Network or use your blog or your Facebook page as an excuse to meet people and make some new connections and meet some new friends and plug it at every opportunity you can. I mean, I'm always plugging the nutrition press, whether it be on Saturday night at someone's party or... Um, here in this interview, I'm always pushing it forward and trying to make it succeed. So,
0: yeah, it's really important that you get yourself out there and have some fun. Thanks, Rachel. And it sounds like you're very passionate about the nutrition press, which is so awesome to see because you really do need to be passionate about it to be so, so I guess, hardworking and involved in it, I imagine.
1: Yeah, I think that's really important with any project. If, if your heart's not in it and if it's not something that you love or you're passionate about, you're probably not going to work on hard on it and it's probably not going to succeed. And it's, it's just like with anything, if, if you're excited about it and if you're passionate about it, you can make it work.
0: Awesome. Look, thanks so much for joining us today, Rachel. It's been really great to hear about what happens I guess behind the scenes of the nutrition press and also really wonderful to hear about your experiences and get a few tools for our toolkit regarding what we can do to get more involved and get ourselves out there as students and yeah really great to have it coming from an inspirational student so I just want to say thank you so much for being here today thank you so much for having me So I've really enjoyed this interview And for all of our listeners, we'll have the key points um, from this episode available on our show notes as well as some additional links so you can get in touch with Rachel and also to check out the Nutrition Press. So that will be available at dietitianconnection.com slash podcasts. Also, a big thank you to all of our listeners. I hope you enjoyed this episode and if you did, could you please write a review for us as well as pass this podcast on to your colleagues and friends? And don't forget to subscribe to the Dietitian Connection Student Podcast so you can automatically download and listen to the new episodes as they become available. Thanks again for joining us and we'll see you next time for another great episode of the Dietitian Connection Student Podcast.